If you have your Bibles for a few moments, I want to direct you to the book of Luke chapter 9. And um, I'm going to begin reading verse 28. I've read this portion. I've preached out of this passage. But there is uh, something that uh, has been kind of eating on me a little bit. And I just want to share not that something eating on me is a criteria to preach on it, but I feel like the Lord may have something to say to some of you that are here tonight. Luke chapter 9 and verse 28. And it said, And it came to pass that about an eight, eight days after these sayings, he took Peter and John and James and went up into a mountain to pray. And as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered, and his raiment was white and glistening. And behold, there talketh with him two men, which were Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spake of his decease, which he should accomplish at Jerusalem. But Peter and they that were with him were heavy with sleep, And when they were awake, they saw his glory and the two men that stood with him. And it came to pass, as they departed from him, Peter said unto Jesus, Master, it is good for us to have been here. Let us make three tabernacles, one for thee and one for Moses and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. While he thus spake, there came a cloud and overshadowed them, and they feared as they entered into the cloud. And there came a voice out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son, hear him. And when the voice was passed, Jesus was found alone. And they kept it close and told no man in those days any of those things which they had seen. I want to talk to you for a few moments tonight from this thought. The voice that answers Our fears. Everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. It is strange how quickly the circumstances of life can change. It can be one thing one moment and the next moment can be complete chaos or things have been turned upside down. These disciples had been called aside to go with Jesus to this mountain prayer for a purpose. I believe it was uh, for them to gain further understanding and knowledge of who he was. Whatever the case, they did experience something that was supernatural. They saw not only Jesus, but Elijah and Moses communing with him there. And it so impressed them, 
it so impressed Peter that when they were gone, he he wanted to make a memorial out of what had happened to build three uh, three tabernacles that would uh, honor this moment. And it was in that instant that everything changed. The glory and the majesty of that moment shifted and a cloud moved in. And with that cloud came obscurity and with that cloud came fear. Fear is something that all of us are aware of and we all deal with it, struggle with it at some point in life. Whether it be the fear of failure or the fear of the unknown or fear of loss or fear of the outcome, all of us at some point in our life are going to deal with This emotion of fear. When you look in scripture, you will find many effects that fear has upon the individual and none of them seem to be good. Demoralizing the spirit, defeating the heart and mind of people, paralyzing people from accomplishing what God wanted them to, or even silencing their testimony. Fear's byproduct has a way of affecting many areas of our life. And and fear usually comes out of an experience that we were not prepared for. It comes out of experiences that we were not ready or we were not thinking would come. The circumstances had changed so quickly for Peter and James and John that they could not wrap their mind around what was going on. And and out of that came uh, a cloud that covered the area and When the cloud came, the fear came also. But it is true with God, if it is true of anyone, that God will never leave me in my fear without giving answer to my situation. The cloud that came was the unknown. And how quickly they shifted from a known situation into an unknown and when we move in, it, it, it mystifies life and the cloud, that mystery that, that comes over us with that unknown situation brings with it a certain element of fear. And fear is a very powerful emotion that can choke the life out of you and it can prevent you from enjoying the blessings of God. But I am thankful that there is always a voice that answers my fears. That when I am in a situation, if I will listen closely, if I will only wait on God, God will speak to me and God will give me direction and understanding for what I need to do. 
And when that cloud came in and they were overwhelmed by their fear, the voice came out of that cloud and answered them and said, This is my beloved son. And he refocused their attention on what really mattered. You see, I think that's one thing that God's voice always tries to do in my life is focus me back on what really matters. Because when fear comes into your life or when you are overwhelmed by a situation and you don't know what to do, your mind can begin to play out scenarios and all kind of eventualities. And in fact, your mind can become your worst enemy because it can imagine things that will never even come to pass. But that voice that speaks speaks for the purpose of drawing our attention back to what matters. And somehow tonight, I feel like I need to tell somebody that is being distracted right now in your life by a lot of other things, and you're trying to make it fit and wondering, what's this about? And what's this, what is this for? And and trying to put all those pieces together. And really, God said, you, you don't need to worry about how to put all those pieces together. What you need to do is get your eyes back on me and let me be the focal point of your life. I have said it many times that this is the end time and, and we are, we are scripturally aware that the end is a time of great deception. The Bible talks about the Antichrist and the spirit of Antichrist that will rise in the end and all of the things that will be done to turn men's hearts away from truth. And the scripture speaks about people that are deceived because they received not a love for the truth and they were damned because of that deception. But I have discovered that equally as powerful as deception, there is something else that the enemy of my soul and yours has learned that is equally as effective, and that is distraction. If he can throw enough distractions in your life, if, if there can be enough confusion created in your mind, then you lose focus of what really matters and, and you start trying to put all these scenarios together and make it work out and figure out now, now, now what does this mean and what does that mean? And I'm not saying that you shouldn't inquire, but a long time ago I learned this much about living for God. That if I will trust Him, I don't have to understand my circumstances. But if I will trust Him, He will get me through any circumstance that I may go through. Praise God. Sometimes we become so distracted by what's going on in life that we lose focus of what really matters. And the cloud that came in, came in to help get their mind back on what mattered. And here's what's important to remember, that after the cloud came revelation. God brought that cloud in so he could get their mind back 
on what matters. You don't need to be building three tabernacles. You need to get your eyes on me. The Bible said that when they come through the cloud, that all that was there was Jesus alone. And I'm just telling you tonight, Jesus alone is enough. Jesus alone will get you through whatever you're facing. Jesus alone will help you face every fear that life can bring against you. Amen. Praise God. Fear comes from a lot of different sources. It comes obviously from disobedience, but it comes also from events that we cannot explain. Things that happen in life like storms. Amen. The Bible speaks in Acts 27 of Paul and and the crew on that ship encountering a storm and fear came on all of them because of their circumstances. Storms have a way of, of bringing into your heart Fears that uh, are, are tormenting. And are we going to make it? Are, are we going to get through this? Are we going to get past this? And I, I'm always thankful when I read the word uh, of God of how powerfully God underlines what really matters. And while they were going through the process of of throwing stuff overboard and unloading uh, unloading the ship trying to lighten it up so they could they could bear out the storm P- paul was down in the bows of that boat and he was praying and finally after prayer he he comes up and he said men don't fear anything because the lord has stood by me this night and said everything's going to be all right I'm thankful that in the midst of all of the chaos, there's a voice that speaks and said, Hey, forget about the wind. Forget about the storm. I've got this. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to see you through. Now listen to me. They didn't get through with what they started out with. They started out on a whole complete vessel. But when they got to the island, some of them only got to the island by hanging on to some pieces of that ship. But whatever the case may be, the point is simply this, that you can make it with what you've got left. You may not have got everything you started out in life with. You may not have all the things that you began this race with. But I'm here to tell you tonight that whatever you have, if you'll hang on to it, it will be sufficient to get you through to the other side. And God will keep you in that hour. Amen. Thankful for the voice that answers our fear. When uncertainty comes, there's always the voice that speaks in the stillness of the night. When Elijah had run away from uh, a woman by the name of Jezebel and had hidden away in a cave, the Bible says that the Lord summoned him to the mouth of that cave. And here is this great prophet now in a fearful condition. He is so 
Uh, he is so worn out by what he had put himself through miserably in his own mind. He said, I, I, I'm not any better off than these other prophets that died. I'm, I'm going to die too. And so he runs to the wilderness and he lays down under a juniper tree and he prays, Oh God, my life means nothing. Just let me die now. And God said, you're not through yet. Come on. And he takes him on a 40-day journey and he gets him up into the mountains and, and he's hiding away in the cave. And finally the voice of God summons him and said, come out here, I need to talk to you. And the wind came by and the storm blew, but God was not in that. It was not until the still small voice spoke that Elijah was able to get his mind back on what really mattered and God was able to speak to him. I want to tell you something tonight, church. I don't care what else may be going on in your life. You better keep your ears tuned because his voice will always speak in your darkness and in your troubles. God will always have a word for you. Amen. Praise God. Some of you tonight are wrestling with some things that you don't know the answer to and and neither do I, but God does. Amen. And what you need to do is allow him to speak to you because his when God begins to speak to us, he begins to turn our eyes back to what really matters. Amen. When God really begins to speak to us, you, you go to the book of John, the last chapter, and it's after the resurrection, and Jesus has come to the seashore with his, where his disciples were now back in the boat where they had started and fishing, and, and, uh, he, he, he prepares a meal for them, and they finally come ashore, and they realize who it is, and, and then the Lord begins to have this conversation with, with Peter, and Peter began to question, well, God, what about, what about this guy? What, what, what's going to happen to this man? What about this one? And the Lord basically spoke to him and said, you don't worry about them. All you need to do is just stay focused on me. And there's a lot of times in life we, we get the what ifs going and we get the, uh, the, 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 the mind allowed to, to run down avenues that we don't need to run down. And he said, what is that to you if I let him live to be a hundred thousand years old? All you need to do is stay focused on what I am telling you and follow me. Amen. Follow me. He spake signifying by what death he should glorify God. And he had spoken this, he saith unto him, follow me. Amen. You see, the devil would like to get you so distracted that you don't know if you're supposed to be here or not be here. And and, and I, I run into more and more people that are confused. I don't know what the will of God is. I'll tell you what the will of God is. It's very simple. It's for you to understand that God created you uniquely you. He didn't create you to be somebody else. He didn't create you to imitate somebody else. He created you to be you. And you need to discover who that is that God created and do your best to become everything that God created you to be. That's the will of God. 
The will of God is not some dark mystery that nobody can solve. And we, every time we think we get close to it, God yanks it out of the way, pulls it and puts it. No, the will of God is for you to discover what God has put in you and then invest that in the kingdom of God and let God bless and multiply that. Do what you can, where you can, with what you've got and watch God do great things in your life. Amen. Praise God. The voice that answers our fears. There's always going to be a voice if we will but listen. Amen. There's always going to be a voice that will speak in the midst of our unknown circumstances to calm our fear and get our eyes back on what really matters. I don't know why I'm saying this tonight, but I need to tell somebody. You need to stop letting the enemy drive you to distraction. Get your eyes off of people. Get your eyes off of personalities. Quit blaming the church for everything that's wrong in your right life. Well, the church isn't this, the church isn't that. You know what? We are the church. If there's something wrong with the church, there's something wrong with us. So let's start working on us. Let's get our eyes back on what really matters. And the truth is, the circumstances of your life are not what are going to determine the outcome of your life. It's the blessing of God and the hand of God that's on your life that's going to determine the outcome of your life. Amen. And I've learned this much. I don't have to understand everything about life to be able to trust God. But if I will trust God, He will help me to get through everything that life throws at me. Some people wear a a wart on their brain trying to figure out why things happen. I mean, it happened because it's life. It wasn't the devil. It wasn't demons. It's just life. But man, you you wear a, a hole in your brain trying to figure out, well, what did that happen for? Just, it's life. It's because you're human. And your humanity, there's some parts of it that have not been made right yet. And you're going to have to suffer a little while through some things you don't, you don't have to, I don't have to understand everything. I mean, somebody come one time and say, well, brother, you, what do you think God's trying to say to you? And I said, what do you mean? Well, you know, you've had all of these surgeries and, and all of these problems physically. And I thought, God's, I mean, God may be trying to say something, but the, the bottom line is I have a faulty body. I have a body that's not working like it ought. It's, it's not, it's been worn out a few times over and I've got a few problems, but I'm not blaming some kind of circumstance of life. Well, God must have something he's trying to get your attention over. I hope God doesn't have to do that to get my attention. I hope I'm not so deaf that God's got to put me on my deathbed for me to wake up. I hope I'm listening enough to him that I can hear that still small voice. But quit trying to interpret every little quirky thing that happens in life as some deep, dark mystery. Some of it's just life. you got to learn how to live through it. But to live through it, you've got to keep your eyes focused on what really matters. Moses is important, but he's not as important as Jesus. Amen. Amen. 
I mean, Elijah's powerful, but he's not as powerful as Jesus. And if you're not careful, you can get so distracted and, and trying to make this work or that work that you lose focus. I think that's why the Lord allowed that cloud to come in so he could clear their minds and get them focused back on what really matters. And I've come to tell somebody tonight that's been through a storm and you've been through some circumstances that have kind of knocked you a little crazy and, and, and you don't know whether you can trust people or you don't know whether you can trust what's being said. I'm going to tell you something. As long as they're preaching out of this book, you can trust it. As long as they're lifting up the name of the Lord, you can trust that. As long as they're pointing you toward Jesus, you can trust that. And if you get your mind back on Jesus, all this other stuff won't matter. Amen. All this, these distractions that somehow have a way of absorbing all of our energy and we spend all of our time trying to unravel every mystery of life. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I just don't understand. Maybe I am a little fixed in my head. But I, I want to stay fixed like that. Amen. But what I do want to do is get my eyes back on what really matters. Amen. And if you can get your eyes back on what really matters, it'll clear up all the fears. Amen. Praise God. I don't know about what tomorrow's going to bring, but I know he's got the, the tomorrow in his hand. And so I'm just going to trust him that whatever it brings, I'm going to be sufficient for that. And he's going to help me be sufficient for that. Well, what about the future? I, I, I don't know what the future holds. Well, I do to some degree. The Lord's coming. There's going to be a rapture of the church. I want to be a part of that. Amen. Where's the beast coming from? I don't know where the beast is coming from. Where, I, I, there's something that I don't understand and I'm just explaining my English now. I'm not saying you don't need to study or know that. But what I do want to know is when it's all settled, that I'm in the right place at the right time, that I'm listening for the right sound, that when that trumpet sounds, there will be nothing in my life that will restrict my body or me from going up in that moment. Amen. Praise God. The voice that's speaking right now, just trying to get your eye, your mind back on, you know what? Jesus, get your mind back on Him. Amen. Get your mind back on the fact that He loves you, that He died for you, that He's blessed you. Amen. Some of you don't realize how much you are blessed. Maybe we need to just have God move us into a place where we, we we don't have all that we have, we could wake up and realize. I don't want that to happen. But if you'll just look around, you're blessed. Amen. Get your eyes off of all of that secondary stuff that's all, that, that that's important, but it's not the important thing. Amen. Praise God. Well, I feel like I'm taking a tour around town right now, and I. I <laughs> I didn't start out to say all that, but maybe the Lord knew I needed to get out of the way so he could speak. Man, there's nothing 
that the enemy would like more than to see you so confused that you don't know what to do. And you don't do anything. You know, the devil, to accomplish his purpose, doesn't have to get you to go to hell to do that. If he can just keep you so distracted that you're not effective in living for God right now. That you're not conscious that you're a light and a witness right now. And, and if, if he can get your eyes off of that and get you focused on all of this other stuff, the color of the carpet or the, the, the screen or, or the, or that person sitting over there that kind of rubs you the wrong way or that person that you just have a hard time with on Facebook. Yeah. And whether you got a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Man. Maybe we need to do what they did the Old Testament king. They chopped off their thumbs. That would help a whole lot of people if they would just do away with that. and Forget about whether people liked it or didn't like it. What I want to know, does he like it? Now, that's what really matters is, is he pleased with me? Is he happy with where I'm at right now? And if I'm groveling and I'm struggling with fears and I'm trying to, I'm, I'm wearing myself out trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do, I'm not doing anything. Just wake up and say, you know what? God created me. He put breath in me. What can I do right now where I'm at to make a difference in the kingdom of God? Can I reach somebody? Can I witness to somebody? Can I just talk to somebody about how good God's been? Let me just invest what I can where I am. And let's see what God does with that investment. Amen. Let's stand together. Praise God. So many things. So many things that distract us from what really matters. Amen. And they, it saps our strength and our energy and it frustrates us and it angers us. And when it's all said and done, if we're not careful, we have made the devil happy because we have missed what really matters. I remember uh, Brother Tommy Jackson telling about a, an elderly lady in his church years ago when they were in the midst of great revival. He talked about her and he was describing her and he made a statement in, in talking about this woman that just stuck in my mind. And ever since then, ever so often that it comes back. But he made this statement. He said, she was one of those prayer warriors, that if God moved two counties over, she would know it. And when he said that, something in the Holy Ghost just registered, God, I want to be like that. I don't want to be so distracted by life and all the stuff that when you're moving, I don't even know it until you've already moved past. I want to become so 
in tune. I want to get so centered. I want my focus to be on you, not on all this other stuff going on, all uh, all of these things that we think are so important, but get my eyes back on what really matters. The Lord is what matters. He's the one that's going to lead me through. He's the one that's going to help me get through. Get my eyes back on that. Forget about all this peripheral stuff and let God take care of it. And if God moves two counties from here, I want to be able to feel it right here. Amen. But you can't do that if you're distracted. Amen. Bump your neighbor and tell him to wake up. God's trying to talk to him right now. Amen. Wake up. Get your eyes back on what matters. Man doesn't matter. Man doesn't matter. Material things don't matter. Money doesn't matter. I've never seen even the richest of men have a, have a, a armored truck behind their hearse on the way to the cemetery. You know what does matter? The master matters. Jesus matters. Amen. And, and I think one of the, and I'm going to shut up, but one of the things that astonished me about this is that Peter, James, and John were the closest. And, and what the Holy Ghost seems to be speaking to me is that even the people that are closest to Him can sometimes get distracted from what really matters. Amen. Jesus only. That's what I want to see. Amen. I just want my eyes back on Him. Because if I can get my eyes back on Him, He's going to take me through. He's going to see me through. He's going to lead me through. I'm going to make it. Amen. Lift your hands with me right now. Let's pray. Father, we love You tonight. Thank You for Your Spirit and Your presence, Lord, that's in this building right now. I need your touch more than I need anything else in this world, God. I need you right now. I need you to lay your hand on me. I need you to turn my eyes, Lord, in the right direction tonight. I need you to help me get my thoughts focused back on what really matters. My circumstances are not the most important thing but you. In the midst of my circumstances that I might see you and you only, Lord, that you be glorified in my life, that my eyes would be focused on what really matters. Nothing else, Lord, nothing else. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Jesus. Somebody say that. Jesus. Jesus. That's, that's who I need to stay focused on. Jesus. Amen. Jesus. Jesus. Next time you have some fear rise up in your mind, just say Jesus. 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 Next time some, some unknown thing invades and you don't know what to do, just Jesus. Jesus, I need you, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Amen.
Praise God. God bless you. Why don't you do me one more favor? Reach over and take somebody by the hand next to you and let's pray for one another. Feel the Holy Ghost right now. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I'm asking you to minister to somebody right now. Someone struggling with their fear. Someone struggling with their own doubts. Someone, Lord, that is not certain about what to do. God, would you help them to get their eyes focused again on you, Lord. You're going to see them through. You're going to help them get through. You're going to help them make it through. Whatever it is they're going through, God, you're going to walk with them. You're going to talk with them. You're going to nurture them. You're going to strengthen them. You're going to help them. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Minister, Lord, in this place tonight. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Ah, help us to get our eyes on you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Amen. Say him with me one more time. Jesus. 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 That's all that matters. That's all that I need to stay focused on is Jesus. 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 And if you'll do that, he'll see you through. He'll get you through whatever storm you're going through. Amen. He will not fail you. Praise God. God bless you. Love somebody and tell them how good God has been to you.